lighter The smell of a cigarette Your second hand tastes sweet Yeah, we ventured into valleys Singing all those songs There was chorus after chorus And it care if the words were wrong One of the bigger like show moments that I can remember in the last like ten years. I mean, what other what other television show has had this much hype for like the final season? Yeah, I don't, other than like the Godfather. I don't. I don't want to not miss Sopranos. Sopranos. Yeah. But yeah. even the, even there, like, how long ago was that? Like ten years? Yeah. yeah. Probably more than that. Yeah. Like, I I don't want to misspeak, but I feel like they said something like a half a billion people or something are expected to tune into the <laughs> premiere of this. I don't know. <laughs> like, so I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. We'll have okay ratings. I, I really hope. We'll we'll fact check that. <laughs> we're, we're, let's just fact check that. We'll get that going. Are seven you re- billion people will be watching. Seven, <laughs> seven billion. <laughs> Dude, my my favorite thing ever is when people are like, "Uh, I never watched an episode of Game of Thrones. Like, fuck, stupid Game of Thrones. Like, it's a badge of honor. (laughs) And I saw people doing that today uh, with like Star Wars stuff. Being like, oh, I've never watched Star Wars. It's like, that's not cool, actually. (laughs) And even if you did, if you haven't watched it, then like you haven't watched it. Yeah. Why do you have to comment? You're the one out of touch here. (laughs) Turns out you're the loser. Yes. For not watching Star Wars. Exactly. AJ, are you excited about the new Star Wars? I'm excited. I just watched the trailer. That's why I'm asking. I'm going to do this for you, babe. Oh, dude. I got you. Thank you, babe. All right. Uh, No, yeah, I I literally just watched it, uh, I don't know, 45 minutes ago, and I... I got some pretty hardcore goose pimples uh, going on. Goose pimples? So, yeah, you know. Well, I, I want to continue this, but let's introduce yeah. everyone before we keep talking, because I'm excited okay. to talk about... This whole episode is going to be about Star Wars, by the way. Okay, great. Hell yep. yeah. All so, right. my lovely Game. voice across from me, AJ Vince. Yes. Co-host, producer, Wolf Den Wears, Wolfpack Productions. Hey. My name is Mike Schulte. Pork Tornadoes. We have a special guest today, Nick Booth. Hello. You, you know him. You love him. You know him from Avoid. I think is how you know him. Yeah, probably. He's currently yeah. in Ghost Key, correct? Yes. Okay, we'll come back to that. So, Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Nick, are you a Star Wars fan? I am, yeah. I just got the Twitter notification for the trailer, but I haven't watched it yet. So I'm like five <laughs> minutes behind. Well, then let's hit pause. Let's let him watch the trailer while we're waiting here. And uh, do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so my, I don't even know why I wanted to talk about Star Wars for one second. I'm not a huge fan. I, I watch every one of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not probably as big of a fan as you guys. Yeah. Um, will this be good or bad? I think it'll be great. Yeah, I'd like to go into it with a thought that's not like super overly high expectations. Right. Uh, like I think it's going to be good, but yeah. it was the same thing when like Solo came out. Everybody was like, "Oh, this sucks," but it's going to be a different movie. It's not going right. to be like yeah the original trilogy or anything like that. So yeah, I think it's going to be solid. The reason I wanted to bring that up is because I think that it's. I think people would rather hate on something than love it. I yeah. agree. And I think that is pertaining to movies and television shows, Game of Thrones, yep. and mm. fucking music. And I, music. Yep. And music. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's trickling into our local scene like crazy right now. Yeah. Uh like there there was I think I said this on an episode. There was a guy, there was a guy in Des Moines that used to that like he always hated on everything. Mm-hmm. And and one day we were like, dude, it's okay to like popular things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like that's always been my motto lately. It's is like, not a big mm-hmm. deal. Like, <laughs> it's really, you're not less of a person if you really like the number one television show <laughs> in the entire face of the earth, yeah. Game of Thrones, right? Right. Am I wrong about that? It's okay to enjoy it. Like, and it's a good show. Yeah. Like, it's a good story. It's like, also an easy thing to just like talk to people about or get along with them correct. about. <laughs> so it's so why? hard being... <laughs> Like, <laughs> why is Taylor Swift uh, like the most popular artist in the world, but everybody can hate on her so much? You know, mm. 
it does that does that equate to the same thing uh, in my opinion she, she i'll be honest with you i don't know if she's that likable of a person anyway okay, so like, person. Let's, okay. let's be real on this yeah, let's just talk music wise okay but yeah but that being I said mean, yeah it's standard like pop music that a lot of people would like otherwise but i think people know like don't like things about her and then let that affect like how they like the Correct. music so they're like oh this music sucks because she's had all these boyfriends always writes about everything they're yeah like, it's whatever yeah i don't know <laughs> maybe we'll get into that later but i'm still <laughs> trying to think in my head about like how like but she's a good so, singer yes and she production. writes good songs and yep. good productions and everything's great yeah <laughs> yep. whatever yep. all right nick i'm so glad you're here man that was a weird tangent <laughs> i mean i want to i want to confess something so first of all I'm assuming I got my avoid vinyl today in the mail. Should be yet today or tomorrow. I have, but I didn't get to go to my mailbox today. I was going to bring it. I was going to open it in front of you and just make a really exciting (laughs) moment. I I ordered that. But what I want to tell you was, is I did not know about avoid until you guys broke up. Oh, for sure. That's I, I did a not, semi-common thing. Actually, is that, are you yeah. are you guys still getting um, like people that are like, "What's up? Oh my god, I just heard you." Yeah, I feel at least like once a week or something. We always get like a message of like, "Oh, you guys playing any shows?" We're like, "Actually, no." <laughs> what, funny but, story. We're not. <laughs> super but, funny story. No. Yeah. So tell me, tell me a little bit about because like I was super bummed when I heard you guys. Mm-hmm. The, the way I actually did hear you was um, uh, somebody. The, the the video you made for again mm-hmm. the it was the two videos put together or the two songs put together yeah somebody that must have got on YouTube or something because I don't think you guys did it but it yeah it so gained we, a little steam somewhere yeah we put it out through a company called Dreambound yeah um, so they're like a nonprofit um, organization that just shares like music that they like and they have a bigger following in like Europe mostly but yeah so we put it out on our channel or like on our Facebook and stuff, I had like a couple thousand. They were like, Hey, can we put this out? And then it was like 50,000. So I was like, okay, I think that's that where works. I saw that it. works for me. Yeah. I think that's where I saw somebody, yeah. somebody in our music scene that mm-hmm. I'm friends with. Cause I wasn't friends with you just shared it. It was like, look how cool this is. Mm-hmm. They took one second out of their day to, to click a share button. Mm-hmm. And then it caught my eye and I took one second to click on it <laughs> as, Hey, this is a cool local band. And from that moment on, like, I've loved your band and I've, I've bought your stuff. And so uh, that was, that was sort of a weird little lesson for me in how easy it is to just fucking click a like button yeah, or, a, or a share or click going to an event. Yeah. Oh God. It takes five seconds. Not and, even, and I, don't, yeah. I don't even know who click. it was, but, but somebody, yeah. <laughs> cause somebody shared that and I saw it. So, wow. um, I would love, uh, I, maybe probably many of our listeners don't know like the history of that band. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how did it start? How, what was the rise and fall? Why did you quit? Sure. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah. So we started in about 2015. There was a band I was in before with Brandon who texts yeah. text for you guys Brandon Garland. called I cry wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, so that ended, I took like a few months, um, I was like finishing high school and I just wanted to write something that I thought was, um, I guess more like honest to myself and authentic to myself. Um, so I started that, um, with some friends of mine and that was pretty much how it started. The goal of the band from the start was just to try to write, um, like honest things, um, that maybe some subjects that are like tough to talk about oh, or definitely. something like that. Um, that was really all it was. We started touring in like 2016, um, kept going more in 2017. And then um, at the end of last year or at the beginning, middle, oh my God, the, the middle of last year, basically last year. in June <laughs> is when we announced the breakup, <laughs> yeah. but we were supposed to go on a tour um, and we'd just been having a bunch of problems with um, like vehicle stuff. And then also just people wanting to do other things. Um, so everybody else pretty much went to college, was getting married. And I was the only one that was kind of still wanted to do it full force. So I wanted to end it, I guess, before making it something that I didn't want right. it to be. So I didn't want to be in the band without like my best friends in it. Cause totally. it just felt weird to me. You so. didn't want to start replacing members and stuff. Yeah, like that. I'm not a big, like, one and yeah i don't know like if you see those wikipedia pages of bands that are like just yeah. like the members i was it's like oh, a, dude. the past members <laughs> dude, people, like, like, people are gonna think i suck or something like, oh, this guy's hard to work dude. with yeah, it must be really difficult yeah there was a there was a band i was actually just talking to my friend about it but i can't remember the name of the band now but there's some like 
super heavy band, but on their Wikipedia page, there's over a hundred cycled members that were there. Jesus. So like every Lord, single tour, they're like three new guys in the band. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I, I totally, I wanted to see a void when they came around, but I, I hate, there's only like one original guy <laughs> yeah. in the band. It was just Nick with backtracks. This is weird. It's modern day. I've never Leonard seen a hardcore Skater. band. It was just one guy. <laughs> well, I had a conversation with somebody. It might've been AJ. I don't know who it was. I was asking somebody of who like, who the best local, what local band in Cedar Rapids had the best chance of like making it, meaning like making a career out of something. Yeah. And yeah. somebody said avoid. I think that uh, was when Sean was here. Was and that like, Sean? Yeah, we were just like, yeah, avoid. Yeah. I think, I think that's what it was. Sean yeah. Pryor said that. And I, I think I probably, again, I never got to see you guys live. All I know is recordings and videos. Mm. The, the production quality was out of this world. You're what, what you guys did musically and lyrically. And then what you did like video wise on top of that, like everything was ultra professional. And I think I would probably agree with that. I mean, were you gaining everywhere you were going? Were you gaining steam and gaining fans? And, uh, yeah, for the most part, we could kind of see a lot of the tours, um, we get more people every single time that we go out. Yeah. Um, so we started playing Iowa less and then trying to go to like other places. So, um, some were better than others for sure. There's always, always like rough shows when you're starting up, but yeah, we could see it kind of growing, which was kind of, I think part of the reason a lot of people were really surprised when it ended. Cause it just kind of was like, you were kind we of starting there, right? to yeah, were... kind of do it, but were you uh just a personal question are you a fan of La Dispute yes that is yeah. my one of my two favorite bands <laughs> I saw La Dispute um on accident I went to see Thrice oh sure and th- yeah, they opened for them on dude this lineup was insane it was uh it was O Brother who I'd never seen before Moving Mountains who I'd never seen before and La Dispute who I'd never seen before and then Thrice <laughs> yeah and La Dispute fucking blew me away yeah just that band is killed insane. me <laughs> yeah and, and and I, I see a, I see a comparison in in the realness of the lyrics, mm. like the complexity of the music that you guys write. I, I was I was I was assuming maybe there was a yeah. correlation yeah, there, that's, but that's my favorite band. <laughs> did they just announce? They just had a new album come out, right? Uh, did yeah, they, that just came out like a, less than a month ago. Panorama, Panorama. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw I have I have to say it just because we're talking about La Dispute, but it, somebody like did like a meme or something that says La Dispute <laughs> sounds like a guy ordering at the drive thru from the from the passenger <laughs> seat. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I got tagged in that like five different people Did tagged really? me in that. Okay. <laughs> we like, so by association that means I also sound like yeah, yeah, that's that is exactly what it is. <laughs> well, so how how tough was it noticing that you had some success and that you probably I mean, did you believe personally that you guys could could take it to the next level? Um, uh, I did, I guess. Um, cause that was kind of our goal was to try to push it as far as we could and try to gain as much traction, which is like kind of why we, from the start, we wanted to have really good production and do good videos totally. and try to have like the tightest live show that we could. Um, which I think is a lot of work, but a it's lot of people don't want to spend money out of the gates, which is true. also another part, which is kind of, I think something that might've contributed a little bit to like right. people getting tired of it. Cause it's hard to start making money in that, but um, was that tough to make the call then that it was done? I mean, yeah, it was really hard because I I was like officially the person that made it, um, but I could kind of tell some of the other guys were not necessarily, I guess, where they were before when it started with the same belief. So um, that made it, I guess, a little bit easier because I could tell it wasn't like everybody was right. fully there anymore. Right. But, yeah, it was once, hard. <laughs> once people once you're not all on the same page anymore, then that's just a downward trend from mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah, like everybody still liked the band and like liked playing the music and stuff, but it wasn't our goals weren't the same with it anymore. Yeah, so. well, that that's smart of you. I mean, it sucks to disband something that mm-hmm. that has some power and some momentum, but mm-hmm. you're right. Had you stuck around for three more years, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. now you're <laughs> now you're kind of wasting your time to to get in other projects and stuff. At at any point after that were you thinking about hanging it up at all or were you like, no, yeah. I need to be in music? Uh, I mean like I'd make music regardless either way, but I guess pursuing it at the same, like where I wanted to be at the same level and the same like intensity and stuff. Um, I definitely thought about hanging it thought up kind of a little bit like that, but literally we, we announced the breakup. Um, and then I got asked, I was actually about to pass out with Brandon from heat exhaustion at warp tour. <laughs> and I got a call from Austin. Who's the vocalist of ghost key. And that was like, two days after we announced the breakup, he's like, Hey man, we got some tours. Uh, <laughs> like, 
yeah, I guess I'm free. Good timing, I guess. Yeah. He was like, I just saw your band broke up. <laughs> Do you want to join ours? Uh, like, that's why I'm calling you. I guess, yeah. <laughs> so he, that's... Ghost yeah. Key was like the 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 guy, like the side side guy that's like waiting for you for chick to break up with boyfriend yeah. and yeah. just come right in. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was an interesting... Because we, we like looked up to that band when Avoid started and I still like the band. Obviously, I'm in it. So oh, that's good. That's, oh, that's good. Hey, I, if you don't know. <laughs> Actually, we did not I know. like so, the band. So Ghost Key called you up and now you're in the band. <sighs> Fact. Correct. Okay. Uh, Continue. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, so they, they did, uh, yeah, called me up then. And then I basically tried out like two weeks later and joined the band then. Um, but it was just really, really weird timing because I was pretty much planning to, I guess I was thinking either going to college or like doing some other stuff. Um, but that band, I guess my band, I don't know I'm saying that band. Yeah. That's weird, but Ghost key. Yeah. Once to tour and have toured like five or six months out of the year. So it was a lot bigger. So it's kind of nice. Cause I was joining something that I knew was going to be doing what my goal was. Yeah. So it was kind of, yeah. How, how has that been? I mean, how has it been being in ghost key and, it's going from something that you're trying to build up to something that's a little more established already yeah. at this point. Uh, it's been good. Uh, it's weird. Cause it's a, like, I joined the band without really knowing any of the guys personally. I've, I met Chris, our guitarist, like once when Avoid was on tour and that was the only time, but, um, yeah, they all have the same, same goal, same vision for everything. Um, and I like the music a lot. It's also fun a little bit to, be out of my element again and like play bass and like play an instrument. So that's, that's what AJ was going to ask you. Yeah. I was texting back and forth. And I'm like, what, yeah. what was that question you, you worded AJ? So it was, it was kind of like the idea of like, uh, um, similarly just pulling right off of what you kind of asked. Like you, you were working so much on avoid and everything. Mm-hmm. And that was like, it's like kind of your baby, you know what yeah. I mean? And then like transitioning and then like taking a, place in a band that is established and like going back to your roots of playing bass and everything and how how is that so much how is it different how does it feel you know yeah i mean it's way different like the amount of responsibility i have yeah is way less which is pretty <laughs> awesome Gusky, which is yeah like a good and bad thing because like i don't like i don't have to put as much like work into it like day-to-day kind of things or like i'm not as actively building it like we have management and a booking agent stuff like that that's yeah helps out with that kind of stuff. Um, but it also like, I'm joining the band like after all this music's recorded. So it's a little bit like, I don't have the same attachment yet as it is, but right. we're writing now. So it's going to change in a second here. Now, but, it's, sure. now it's your baby. Yeah. Now it's now it'll yep. be my baby now too, but yours. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's just a different space to be in. The weirdest part really was just like, I joined, I'd met the guys for like two days and then we toured for like, six weeks straight so i was like really i don't really insane. know how this is like <laughs> i may gonna hate these dudes. Yeah. What, if, yeah what if you just like didn't get along with one yeah. of them out for six weeks did you yeah. just say but Jeez, man. no yeah they're, they're all good but yeah it's it's just different i mean entirely different just roles has been the biggest thing i guess but yeah are the shows th- that much bigger like are you getting in front of bigger crowds and uh, going further away than you used to um so as of now i guess Further away in total, like my first tour that we did was a full US. It was like 35 days or something like that. Um, so that was a jump because I'd never been out for that stretch of time before. Um, there's a lot of bigger shows consistently. Than, right. There's still some flops and stuff well, yeah. in there. But, <laughs> in um, Pierre, South Dakota. And shit <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But overall, yeah, more consistently getting heard and having people come out, which is nice. But we're also trying to like, at the level now where we're like just submitting for like, opening middle slots on tours with bigger totally. bands where Avoid was like literally like scratching and climbing to Taking get like everything we could. So it's funny how you're, you're seeing the different levels, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you've got band that just started out. That's even just trying to get a local gig mm-hmm. and you've got band that's getting out. That's trying to hit other towns. Mm-hmm. Then you've got band that's, you know, getting to the level of you where you're, you're hitting the whole MLS or the whole uh, United States. Yep. Then you're getting to the point where, I would think that your band, the next step's probably getting on a giant tour, right? Yeah. Like opening for so-and-so mm-hmm. and being the supporting act, right? Yeah. Like we've, we've done, before I was in the band, we've done a couple like bigger, like we've toured with Beartooth twice. Um, there's a band called Silent Planet. Um, so before I was in the band, they did like the bigger tours. So yeah. now I'm coming on. They took basically nine months off. So now we're like starting smaller again and working up. Right. But at a level where like we know it's 
available and the possibility yeah, to go yeah, to that. The growth so, is available for yeah. you. But it's also been nice that we didn't start out on these huge tours because uh, it's a lot. I, I'm still working on like, right. playing the bass material as tightly and, as I can again, which like yeah. I got the songs down now and stuff, but just a whole different like moving around on stage with an instrument way different than like yeah. doing vocals. I would love, I would love to know what it's day. like to just be able to walk around on stage guys. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I know it's, point. Yeah, it dude. would be, I don't know. I've, I have a feeling that if, if all of a sudden I could be like a singer or a guitar player, yeah. I'd be the dumbest motherfucker on the stage. <laughs> I'd be doing all the cliche moves and like dude, lick jumping your, up lick and your strings. I would do so <laughs> many weird things because I'm assuming this is what people want to see is me jumping up and down right. and twisting in the air. And yeah, I would yeah. love to know what that's like guys. Is it fun, AJ? It's, I love it. It's like, that's the, my biggest release. <laughs> like yeah, one sick. of the biggest releases for me in this world yeah. is being able to do that. You like, know what I think? You know what I think? One of the bass player moves that I'd probably do if I was a bass player, I'm going to demonstrate it. I okay, think I would do it. the spread the legs. Yes. I think I'd do the spread the legs. Is that a bass player move? Yeah, I do that all the time. Cool. Yeah. I just feel like spreading the legs and like, like everything I know about uh, bass players would come from like Airheads, the movie Airheads. <laughs> yeah. You know, stop. Steve Buscemi. That's, that's, that's what I feel like I would do. Okay, that's a tangent. Um, so Ghostkey's out of Peoria, right? Yeah. Um, do you have to like consider moving there? at this point or do you live um, there now or what's the scoop? No, I live here um, in Cedar Rapids still. I just go there. We're actually really spread out so two guys live in Peoria. Our vocalist Austin lives in Chicago and our guitarist Steven lives in Columbus, Ohio. Oh shit. So we really only, we practice like two or three days before we have a tour or like something going on and that's really, really it. We met up last week for a week to write so when we get together it's like we, span a few days and that's all we can really afford to do <laughs> so you just put everything you can't like you all that time is just like yeah dead so, focus and like, we have to like yeah dead focus then and then definitely practice at home unless you're austin because he lives in an apartment in chicago and screaming is probably not like right. favorite thing his neighbors <laughs> want to hear screamers don't practice <laughs> yeah, they, just, yeah. they just do it they just but, drink a lot of whiskey smoke a lot of cigarettes and then they, <laughs> God, no, I'm so great <laughs> So have you found that, that even just the era we're living in right now of, uh, cause like my band, none of us live in the same town mm. and people find that crazy, but mm. I'm hearing it more and more. I mean, with, with the, with technology and, mm. and just everything, like it's so much easier to just be in contact and send things back and forth yeah. um, where you really don't have to be in the same room or the same city. Right. Yeah. And like, it's so easy now that we, I mean, we can just demo anything out and just send it to each other. So if we're writing, it's not as like, we don't have to like get in one space as right. often as we, like I would prefer as I like being of in course, the same space, obviously, course. but yeah. it's yeah very possible to do it without being in the same city or even the same state sometimes. Have you ever played in Peoria? Has there ever been shows uh, there? Yeah, we had our uh, album release show. It was in November. Was there. it at the Monarch? The Monarch Music Dude, Hall. Yeah, we played there too. That's kind of a cool place. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the one where they've? I mean, it's like a, it's just a weird long building. It's got a pretty big yeah. stage. Yeah. So we played. So yeah, they have like the main hall, which is like the huge, huge okay. venue. We played. They have like a front room with a smaller stage. So we oh, did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we did like a. It's like a two hundred cap. Yeah. Room. So we did that instead because we were like, there's no way we're like making this like one thousand cap room look like packed. <laughs> a hardcore show. So we had like, it was like 180 people or something there. So that felt a lot more. Sometimes that's bigger. Like, like choosing the venue yeah. is such a big deal. Cause people oh, yeah. want to say, Oh, well, we got this many people in here, mm-hmm. but if it doesn't look cool in photos, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I, who I really love, cares? Yeah. Like I love playing big stages and stuff. Um, and we have our, a friend of ours, like they're, I don't know if you guys know Bryce Kelly, but he plays yeah, in a band yeah. called Phineas. He lives in Iowa City. Yep, yep. Um, so they're on tour with As I Lay Dying right now. Oh, so they gee, just played that room, and I was like, yeah, if As I Lay Dying is going to play there, it's probably not a place that we're going to like look very good <laughs> in. So, like, well, do you, they're going to sell that out, and we're yes. going to be like, uh, hey, 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 I'm back here, man. Come up front. Come up yeah. front. Please. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey guys. <laughs> we really need this. But that's, <laughs> I think that's a lesson in, in like just like it's better to sell out and completely pack a smaller venue mm-hmm. than it is to try to reach for the cash grab yeah. maybe of like the yeah. bigger venue. But, but mm-hmm. if you're, if you're in the days of photos and videos, like if it doesn't look cool yeah. to people that weren't there, then it's maybe, maybe it's a, it was a negative mm-hmm. impact. Don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Cause I've played in both avoid and ghost key, like a ton of shows with like rooms that were too big. Like we, even if we had a decent, 
turnout or something like that shows yeah like close to 200 people but in a thousand cap room that's gonna look like totally weird like a void i remember the last like bigger tour we did we played in like an 800 cap room and it was like 30 kids and we like we we're like hey man we can play like a house or something uh, anybody have a house we're in richmond virginia the first time that we're playing yeah. here so i don't know how many people are gonna draw but the venue sounded incredible felt cool to play on but then you're looking out and you're like yeah, this feels pretty barren. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. Incredible sound and stuff before anybody fun. shows up, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. What's the What's the biggest show you've ever played? Um, the biggest that I've played. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Why I said that. I left my tongue there. Uh, I think we with a void. We opened for this band called Touche Amore, and that was like two fifty. I think came to that. The biggest show that we're gonna play now um, with Ghostkey actually in May. There's a band called Casey that's from England. They're doing it's their first and last show ever. Oh, really? I'm um, sat so at the Bottom Lounge in Chicago. Wait, first and last show ever? Yeah, in America. Oh, okay. So they've toured like Europe okay. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so they're Whoa. just flying over for one show, and that's at the Bottom Lounge in Chicago, and that one's sold out. Cool. So that one will be oh nice, a, like eight or nine hundred cap. Oh, I think yeah. so that'll be by far the biggest one I've played then. But okay, so that I'm a little more nervous for. But nah, you. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite moment from from playing music? Um. I don't know. There's a lot of them. I'm, I'm making you, I'm forcing you yeah, to I'm pick <laughs> one right now. Um, you're that like that, I'm talking that moment. I'm going to ask AJ the same thing. That yeah, moment when which, you are, when you are on your deathbed mm-hmm. and you're reflecting on your life, uh, that one moment musically that you're going to look back and be like, that was the coolest shit ever. I cannot believe that. happened. <laughs> I'm a lucky motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably to this point so far, like the, the last avoid show was probably, I guess the most meaningful thing that's been there to me. Um, we just like, we got to do it luckily in a barn. Where was that? I saw the video for that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So our guitarist Dylan's family, um, owns like some land in Cedar falls and they just have this barn. So every once in a while we'd throw shows there. Um, and we just had like all of our friends that we could fit on one bill basically. Um, and like writing the lyrics and stuff to that and like getting to see people like say goodbye to that for the last time was like a really important thing to me, I guess. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That's probably the biggest one, but what about you, AJ? Uh, so there, I'll say a couple things here, uh, without taking too much time. <laughs> Take all uh, you want. Okay. This is going to be our three <laughs> hour episode. You, you, okay. do, you, <laughs> you do you, bro. I, I didn't realize that. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> So uh, if we're talking about in reference to music is, is honestly just uh, being able to go and, and tour with my friends and everything as a, as a, a wider, like more a general, general yeah, idea. Yeah. And like we, we went to shows and we went and we played, we played in places that we had never been before. And we saw crowds that like sang our words, like yeah. as kidnapped the sun, you know, that was a big deal to us. Um, Indiana, Kentucky, we played this tiny town. One of these things was like we played this tiny town. I think it was called uh, Bean Station, oh, Kentucky, or something like that. Was the that. name of the town? That's, yeah, yeah, that was the name of the We're town. In burnt corn, Alabama. And, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like this is like a mountain town. If you ever thought of like a mountain town, I mean, like you, in the back, the, out the back of this place was literally mountains. Like it was a foothill. It went up like, and then That's on the sick. other side of the road was a foothill. It was like <laughs> carved out, and so. But we played there and we had, we like, we were like, all right, this is going to be interesting. I guess we'll just see what happens. Turned up like, like 60 kids, 60, 70 kids packed into this small room and people like knew our lyrics and mm-hmm. shit too. Uh, pretty, pretty the awesome. Place, you've never yeah. been. The place we've never been. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say like probably one of the greatest, one of the best moments goes back to when we were doing kidnap and we did, um, we did a party where we practice and we filled out this garage and we had all these people like we were playing in the garage. Then there's like some people in the garage with us. And then like we had to go the door open and like out in this driveway was like like 150 people. <laughs> and then and then cops showed up. <laughs> But they Always. said, they said, you can't, you guys, like, we can't do this. Like, it's like noise ordinance, whatever they tried to blame it on. Said you can't do that. We literally packed 
as many people as humanly possible. We pushed all of our equipment back. (laughs) Yep. And we packed everybody that could. Like there was there was like we worked at like a daycare and stuff. Mm -hmm. People like their kids with their parents showed up. So some of them did go home. Yes, of course. Your arms up. Yeah. (laughs) And like but other people packed in. We had it was like something like eighty people or something packed into this garage with us and we were just pushed as far back as humanly possible playing in this thing and it was just I'm surprised the building didn't fall down. <laughs> was that a, was that Drew's? It was Drew's house. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's it a, was not a big garage. <laughs> no, it's that's, not. That's like a one stall. It's a one stall <laughs> garage, man. And it, like, there's no reason we should have been able to have that many people in this garage, and we did. Like it, it like the numbers just don't add up. Like you science, couldn't do it again if you tried. Science denies it. Yes, yes. <laughs> but we all believe it. So yeah, uh, and we did. It was the hottest hottest I've ever been. I almost I actually like um, after the show. Once the cool air hit me from the from the door opening, because it was so hot in there. Once the cool air hit me, I actually like uh, I like dipped. Like I, oh, yeah. I, I fell against the wall and like <laughs> I caught myself, but I was like dipping in and out. I was like blacking out. Oh no! <laughs> and I like fell against the wall with my guitar, <laughs> and I was just trying to stay standing up. And then I finally <sighs> caught my breath. <laughs> it was that bad. So stay. yeah. Well, that's see, that's perfect. That's exact. It's like I, it's like I told you guys what to say because where I was getting at is your favorite moments from playing music coincide with with like it's not like you would think you would think people would say, oh, it was that time we played in front of ten thousand people mm-hmm. at this at the blah 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 venue, yeah. but like the majority of people's answers for that are very small moments of like. Yeah, it was it was the show that it was our last show ever. Mm-hmm. Like like a sad moment, right? And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, we were just in this town and sixty kids were yeah. there, but they knew our lyrics. It's yeah. like lately I've been seeing are, are you in our group, Nick? Are you in the Cedar Rapids Music Scene group? Uh I don't I don't know. I'm gonna get you in that. Yeah. It's just our little <laughs> Facebook group. Okay. Which is what this coincides with. But lately I've been noticing in our area is like uh people getting ahead of themselves in in like what they expect yeah it's like i started a band so i expect to be on uptown friday nights mm. and i expect mm. that all these people need to know about me yeah. um and I, I i don't know i think our versions of what success are are are, are going away a little bit like they're they're mm. they're off kilter mm. and and i and i'm glad you guys talked about that because the beauty of your of your stories and all these other guys and what they say um, ask any musician what their favorite moment is mm-hmm. or their moment where they felt like this was all worth it. It's generally going to be a small moment. Yeah. I feel uh, like that it reflects like, like why I play music in the first place to start is one, obviously like you enjoy it, but like the biggest part that I continue to do it is usually like connecting with people. Right. Is like the biggest thing. So any moment that, yeah, if you can fit like 80 of your friends into a garage or like have a special moment with people is going to be more impactful than, playing to like yeah like thousands of people you don't know totally like it's obviously cool both are well, awesome yes. experiences oh, like, super yeah. fun. like i'll yeah always gonna remember like connections more than numbers well that that's so important because i i think i think we're in a we're in an era where it's like a me 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 and like i deserve this and i deserve that and i can see some of the things that are seen are seen just is teetering right now and just like, I don't know what we are and why can't yeah. people come to shows yeah. and why can't this happen? It's like, I think if we all step back and just look at what we're doing, just what am mm-hmm. I doing as a musician? What is my band doing? And, and are we having the most fun possible and yeah. putting out the best possible product? Yeah. Don't worry about whatever, what anyone else, what other bands are doing. Don't worry about wh- how many people are coming to your show. Yeah. If you're doing it right, like it's going to click and it's mm-hmm. going to move forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I call it prairie dogging, I guess. <laughs> Did you come is, up with that? Uh, I think so. Is that patented? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> or copyright. Uh, prairie dogging is also when you it's copyright. shit out of a movie. Called. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? We'll yeah. find a new name. And three, no, two, three, one. Two, one. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. You look it up. So, but it's it's the idea of like, you know how a prairie dog pop, pops his head out of his yep. hole and he starts looking around to see what else is going on. Yep. And there's too much of that. You're, you're spending too much time looking around, seeing what other people are doing and focusing and caring about what they're doing as yeah. opposed to doing your own thing. And that's why I call it prairie dogging. Prairie dogging. So, I think that's a really good, uh, did, did you find it? I did. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. It's copyrighted. 
So it is on Urban Dictionary. Oh, of course it's Urban Dictionary. Oh, well, it's probably a sexual thing then, right? When you have to when you have to <laughs> shit so bad that your turd goes in and out of your ass like a fairy dog would in his That is hole. not what I meant by fairy dog. Mom, in, in sentence, mom, can we please pull over on prairie dog right now? <laughs> Sorry, oh, Jody. Yeah, uh, that's that's my reference <laughs> to it. But then. I think that is a very good, like... It's, that's the it idea, makes right? Sense, There's yeah. too much time spent looking at everyone else and thinking about what they're doing, whether they're ahead of you, behind you, in the same in the same boat, like whatever it is, you know what I mean? It's too much of that, I think, and it's it's so easy to get caught up in as opposed to just sitting, putting your nose back to the grind and, you know, keep your head down. Well, you know, that that's just a metaphor for, for just life right now because, yeah. you know, like with social media, they, they're saying like social media is actually one of the biggest causes of like depression right now. Oh. Because yeah. people <laughs> only put stuff on their Facebook or their Instagram when they're in the best possible moment, mm-hmm. which is most likely manufactured anyway. Correct. But you yeah. see this amazing moment and you're like, well, why don't I have that moment? And I think the same thing's happening in bands. But I think bands are only, dude, you're not going to post a video or a photo of, of you that doesn't look cool. Yeah. You're going to go, your photographer gave you 200 photos. You're going to pick these five cause they look the best. Yep. Yeah. And you're, you're looking at this other band going, well, why can't I have that? When in reality they're, they might be struggling just the same you are. So Absolutely. like, yeah, you have to just worry about yourself. You're mm-hmm. only seeing the story that they want to tell you not all the other stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man. You're right, man. Well, Nick, we're going to take you down a road here. All right. We want to know, what your thoughts are on cover bands on cover bands yeah be as honest as you want so in general i like it okay um i think it's a fun thing i will say like since i've gotten older i appreciate cover bands more that's generally the consensus yes Yes. so yeah when i was younger um like i guess i was just so focused on like wanting original music and stuff that i would like didn't really it wasn't something i could go to and enjoy much in general when you're like 16 because you can't really go out to like bars and see these bands covering um but now, like I, I mean, I record covers like and put them on Facebook and yeah. stuff all the time. So, yeah, I don't know. I like them a lot now. So, I are used you to part not. of the? Are you part of the? We do have people. We do have a lot of people here, and I, I've admitted it every time that back in the day I was one of them. Mm-hmm. That that once this separation of like original music is the real musicians in the world. Yeah. We are trying to do things and make a difference, and these shitty ass cover bands are getting all the crowds and all the money. Fuck them. Like, have you ever been in that standpoint? Do you know people like that? Yeah, I probably probably was like like a few years ago. I definitely know people that are still yeah, <laughs> still oh, in yeah. that. Um, but like, I, I mean, just logistically, being in a cover band and like getting crowds and money like makes a lot of sense because you're playing stuff that people know that they want to code like hang out to. So people are going to pay you to bring people into your establishment. Yeah. Original music is a lot harder to do that, especially at a local level. So like. Yeah, I don't. I, I appreciate cover bands a lot now. I think it's also harder for me to like, like get the nerve to like cover a song really well as opposed to doing my own. Because if I cover a song, it's usually something I really like, and I really don't want to fuck it up. Right. So that, that's like, interesting. Yeah, you would almost you would rather write something original. It's more of comfortable like, for me to yeah, like put my own stuff out there than like retrieve somebody else's i guess i like that's a super interesting point i don't think yeah. anyone's ever hot said take. That, hot take hot take <laughs> hot takes per dog yeah. <laughs> did you listen did you listen to the last one i did with steve witchell i only cover? got i only got like a few minutes in right yeah. so so he like that was our last episode anybody that's listening go yeah. back but steve witchell is the founder of cover band central okay. which is a facebook page that just sort of took off it's got like Two hundred thousand Facebook likes and whatever, um, and he had some really interesting thoughts on cover band. And I'll just paraphrase them here. His thought of the importance of cover bands now is keeping older music alive. Yeah. is what oh. he said. He, he he was like, I haven't thought about it like we, that. We want that. we want yeah. Let's say it's you're going back as far as Led Zeppelin, or and now it's you're getting into like Prince and these people mm. that have just died. Yeah. Like keeping that music alive because you know we all love listening to music, but there's something even more important about seeing it live and hearing it live. So granted, you're not going to be able to see Prince ever again, but if you Mm -hmm. go see a Prince tribute band, bring some of those like memories and stuff back. Yeah. yeah, And and you take your kids and now your kids are Prince fans. And Mm -hmm. I found that really interesting that that was a, that was a cool way to look at the importance of cover bands. And then as we all get older, like some of the bands that we've been loving over the last decade Mm -hmm. or that have yet to come, like maybe that's, 
going to continue down that path. Like we'll all be in those bands that cover them and try to keep it alive. I think, uh, yeah, I think for me too, like I really started understanding it more once a lot of like, I guess music when I was younger, people started covering at shows and stuff more when like emo nights and stuff like that came back made a lot more like understanding for me. Cause I was like, man, like I'm going to be older and this is going to be music that like, I'm going to be stoked on when I'm like 40 and I want to go hang out (laughs) like at a bar or something. People are going to be covering that. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know, love that it's happening now. I can understand it now more than I did when I was younger. And I was like, nobody understands. Like, nobody understands. I was also <laughs> yeah, in high it. school and I was angsty. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I miss high school. <laughs> what was your favorite band in high school, AJ? My favorite band in high school? Yeah. It grew to be um, Motion City Soundtrack. Okay. Yep. Good band. Yep. I'll give you three guesses at what mine was. Thrice. Nope. No, okay. <laughs> There's one. Anyway, th- keep in mind, like, I was in high school, like, my, okay, my heyday is like you. 99. Yeah, yeah. 2000 was like my junior, senior year. Oh. Oh. Come on. Um, I'm going to say uh, New Metal. New Metal? Yeah. You're like a big Limp Biscuit fan? I, I wa- They were like my second oh, ever band. But metal. like $3 bill, y'all. You know, okay. like the first one? <laughs> Okay, whatever. Uh, it was corn. Corn. Corn okay, okay. was, was like my fucking. I, when you open my locker, it was like <laughs> it was like ripped out photos uh, from like Rolling Stone magazines of Jonathan Davis yeah. with like a shirt <laughs> off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know they're, they're so still sick. like one of the biggest bands in the fucking world. Oh no, yeah, I just I saw them. I guess wild. it was a couple years ago, but yeah, with Slipknot and Moline, and that was insane. The I band's was, amazing. They, they really are, dude. I, I got, I won tickets to see them in Moline mm-hmm. in 99 and I was in the corn cage. Oh, do you remember, do you remember what the corn, the cage, corn was? cage So they like randomly picked like 50 people out of the crowd when you were coming in and you got to be on stage. So like if the drummer's right in front of me, I'm behind him behind like bars, <laughs> like above the drummer looking out at the crowd. Oh my God. In, Crazy. in a 20,000 person arena. And like, <laughs> like, Oh my God, this is the best moment of my life. <laughs> corn, corn cage. And you know, cage was with a K. Obviously. Of course it was. I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> all right, I got another question. Let's switch gears here. Um, so I recently got to see imagine dragons for free in okay. Las Vegas. Oh. Uh, yeah, right? Like wow. like kind of one of the most hated on bands in yeah, the world right now. They're becoming the new Nickelback. Apparently, apparently. they're the like, new I Nickelback. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I think I bought their first album when it came out, like just because like, oh, it was pretty good and it was okay. And mm-hmm. then I've heard all their singles through through the days, but I don't go out of my way to listen to it. Yeah, sure. And it was a free show. I'm like, shit. It, it's free. That's, that's nothing to this. lose. Dude, and they absolutely killed it. They were mm-hmm. unbelievable. And, and I found myself like a fan. I'm like, this is so cool. I love these guys. But one moment my wife came and she, and sorry, Molly, she had a lot to drink, but she's <laughs> like the, the singer in between every, maybe three or four songs would, would bring up, he'd, he'd rant for maybe like two minutes about an important like social issue. Like sure. he talked about depression, um, and things like that. And Molly was like, well, this isn't the time and place. And, and you know, uh, I, I just, <laughs> I mean, I just get back to the music, you yeah. know, yeah. but I was, I was in the opposite. I was kind of like, yes, you need to be using, you need to use, use this platform. moment and this power. You're the uh-huh. most powerful person in this room right now mm-hmm. with this microphone. You should use this. Mm-hmm. What is your stance on? I mean, I know you, you dealt with a lot of tough topics when you were a, a lyricist, a lyricist, yeah. vocalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your stance on like using music in a stage as a social platform? Love it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like what I've, I got into music because it was fun, but I got into writing in high school as like a therapeutic kind of thing to deal with depression, my anxiety and stuff like that. So it's pretty much always been like something that I've been into. Um, I think it's important to distinguish like if you're doing it out of like a a genuine feeling and need for it. um, Or I know there's some people that can kind of like do it as more of a like, look at me kind of thing right. or, or get like, to garner attention yeah. Yeah. instead of like a, a genuine sense of like trying to, trying to help people or understand what's going on. Um, so I, it's usually, I guess for me, it seems relatively easy to tell kind of like who's doing it for real and who's doing that. But I think most people can tell that I'll take, I would rather have some people do it for a fake reason. If that means like people are, thinking about it and talking, talking about, about it. it yeah. So yeah, I like it, but I understand like the other side where you want to go to have, especially a band like imagine dragons that's on like pop radio and stuff right. where you want to go and like have a good time. 
Um, you might not be expecting to like hear about like somebody wanting to kill themselves or something like right. that. But I've, I've been to two shows it. recently where, where that happened, like two different mm-hmm. times in the show, there was just this moment of yeah. like, I need to say something. And, and every time I was in there, I was in the energy, I was in the crowd yep. and it felt so right. It never, yep. it didn't take me out of yep. anything at all. Yeah. Which I think is even more so important than like a lot of the bands that like I played with or that I've been in is you kind of know that they're going to talk about these things right. going into it. So it's almost more important for me to have like those bigger artists say something because it's right. going to reach way more people than totally. I'll ever be able to probably reach. So, yeah, well, that's true. So, yeah. but what do you feel? I mean, I, I think my general consensus with my band and mm-hmm. most bands is to shut up, play the music. <laughs> don't use, don't, you know, like how, how often I think this happened recently where some guy in a band was just a, his Facebook page is all just terrible politics and Trump, Trump and blah, blah, blah. it's like, and that sort of seeped into the band. And I think Kale yeah. talked about, somebody said like, well, we're not going to book that band cause they're just such shit shows in yeah. real life. Like does politics cross the line a little bit at that point? Um, I think there's, there's like definitely a place for it, especially in like punk kind of music and stuff. I mean, that's what a lot of it's based in is like, going against the grain and right. like talking about things in that way. But there's a point where I think it could get like, if you're truly like forcing some like weird ideal down, like <laughs> all the time, like Scientology, like, like you guys, yeah. seriously, we have to believe in this. Yeah. I and mean, like, there's a point where I think <laughs> it could be too Scientology, much. You get out. All the songs were Lord Zanu. Um, <laughs> but I mean, for, yeah, I'm pretty open supportive. Just like, people talking about what's important to them on stage. Um, cause the worst thing is like you don't agree with it and then you don't agree with it. Yeah. And don't do much, but there is a yeah. point or after a certain point that it gets to be a little much. Yeah. Or if you're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to like think of the right way to say this. It's but, that balance. Like, I just think it's that balance of like, you know, if like plenty of plenty of people, like you say, there's, there's a reason you, you have an agenda behind your lyrics and everything mm-hmm. and, and a reasoning why you're saying the things that you're saying. And it's yeah. unfortunate, like when there's people that, they caught on to it almost like it was a fad. And so now they need to, now they need to speak out and, yeah. and have also used their platform. And it's like, yeah, are you, are we all buying into this though? You know? Mm-hmm. And so, and then also the, the amount that you do it, yeah. is it, is it a balance to it? Are you getting in? Are you leaving people mm-hmm. wanting more? Um, are you, or are you oversaturating it, taking over what your music was in the first place? And then now you've again, pulled people out of right. your music yeah. and the performance. Right. So I think the most important thing when you're doing, I'm talking about any important, like difficult topic is starting the conversation to like have people have those discussions in their free time. Yeah. Um, cause I feel like, especially now, like it's with social media and stuff, it's a lot of people just like yelling and talking to each other, but yeah. nobody's really listening. No, nobody's so I think listening for mm-hmm. artists to like talk about it. And then, I mean, I know for a fact, like I've gone to shows and somebody's said something and then like, I'll think about it. have a talk with my friend or something and try to like understand different perspectives of the situation is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And doesn't um, it come down to just that whole, if you reach one person with what you're saying, genuinely like, like it really yeah. comes down to that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think in overall, mainly a good thing, but there's a little balance to it. Well, it's yeah. like like what you what you said. It's about starting that conversation if it hasn't been started, or or maybe just perpetuating it, not mm-hmm. having the entire conversation on stage. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like say something about it. Yeah, yeah for a little like bit, but not making the conversation for everyone in the room. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. And and you need to as a band, you need to have those conversations and agree on it. <laughs> and, 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 let's <laughs> make sure that we all agree on the yeah, stance yeah. that we're taking here. That's a good point too. Your your Trump politics for one guy just may have ruined a lot of relationships. I just think, I think when you get to something, for the most part, we can all agree we need better mental health and, and uh-huh. there, there are things that need to be Almost talked about. We can, all, like, we can all at least say, I totally agree or, okay, I get it. Move on. You yeah. know, but, but when you're talking about <laughs> politics yeah. and things that are really polarizing, like you yeah. might want to consider that if you do take a stance on something like that, you yeah. immediately alienated half your fan base. Yeah. It's yeah. a really tricky thing. And like, if you, if it's something that you feel super, super strongly about and you don't really like care about, I mean, some people are going to feel super strong about certain things. Um, and they're not going to care if they alienate those people. Yeah. I know bands that some of course, friends yeah. of mine that are like that, which is like, mm-hmm. you do your Good, thing. I don't want them at my show. Um, yeah. I tend to be somebody that like, even if I really disagree with something, I'll still try to like understand and talk to somebody about a different 
right. view. But well, ultimately, this you might not is necessarily about, change it. But yeah, this <laughs> is all about the music. So, like, remember, the music's giving us this great platform yep. mm-hmm. to say things. But we also the reason people are here is to hear our music. Yeah. So mm-hmm. don't abuse the platform. Don't you abuse yeah. that? <laughs> Get off your soapbox. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, I got two more for you, bud. Cool. Uh, we are at hour mark number four. We've been sitting okay. here for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Uh, I want to know your thoughts about um, so cover, cover charge. Did you ever read that article that uh, was going around in, like Little Village for like maybe like six months ago? I don't about, think so. It, it was a uh, Luke Tweedy, a buddy of mine. He was talking about bringing up how fi- five dollar shows mm-hmm. are like it's so outdated. There there needs to be more money paid for people going to see these bands and these touring bands mm-hmm. and all the work. What are your what are your thoughts? Like what have you seen while you've been touring as far as what covers and ticket prices are are we behind here in, in the midwest in iowa or or do we need to raise it what what are you seeing what are your thoughts um again i, th- I think it's a little subjective depending like what what kind of show it is or something because i know like i've like i just played an acoustic show like in my friend's house there's like 20 people and it was like our friend from milwaukee was there so it was just five bucks to help him get to the next place yeah. but if you're seeing like a full show or like production it probably would be higher. Would make more sense to it to have like, like I, AJ and I. I know for sure have played like a bunch of shows together. That's like five dollar charge. There's yeah. like six bands on it. Yeah, nobody gets paid like oh, yeah, anything. No. So no, at, at that point, just make it a free show and just get mm-hmm. everyone in there. At yeah. that point, yeah, you know, which yeah. I've seen a lot of bands do. Like, yeah, they'll do free shows or like one thing I guess for like attendance wise, it's helped is like if you bring somebody new, they'll get in for free. Oh, something nice. Like that. Um, there was far from fearless did that for like their yeah. album release show a oh, while yeah, back. Yeah. And that was, they added like a ton of people. Cause they're like, Oh cool. I get them for free. I'll go check this out. Um, but I think it is a little outdated for the, a lot of shows. The, what was that article kind of pointed out that like 20 years ago, cover charge was five bucks to get it to see bands. Yeah. Yeah. And money's that, not worth the same. And amount. money's not <laughs> worth the same. <laughs> like that's the equivalent of like $18 nowadays yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that with inflation and minimum wages and stuff. So I don't, uh, that that's a forever. I, I actually had a fully recorded podcast with Luke Tweedy mm-hmm. down in Iowa city. And he, he, we, we haven't released it yet. Cause he's like, I might have been a little abrasive on some things. <laughs> so maybe we're, maybe we'll cut and paste some good things. But he had some great things to say, but he also was like, if you if you don't value yourselves, like who else is gonna kind of yeah. thing? And and that leads me to the last thing. I we've been talking about this for ages. The whole point of this scene and this podcast is bringing value to live entertainment and live mm-hmm. music and live bands. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's there right now. I don't think the general public think thinks highly of musicians and bands. Mm-hmm. What do, what do we do? Nick, you're our sa- you're our lord and savior. <laughs> what do we do to bring like value back to entertainment? Lord Nick Zenubu. <laughs> yes, Lord Zanu. Oh man, I haven't like thought about this super in depth, but you don't have to think of it even as a scene. Like how does, how does ghost key and how did avoid, how did you mm-hmm. guys make sure that like people wanted your product and wanted to pay for it and wanted to see it? Well, um, I guess like at a local level at least is really just like getting out and networking and like meeting people and like having them connect to your band more than just like something that you're just throwing at them to hear. Um, and like having conversations and hanging out with people and like making connections to the music is a really important thing um, that both those bands that I've been in or am in have done like from the ground up. Um, but also, yeah, like you, which kind of goes back to the financial side of it, I guess like it's really hard to keep a band afloat no matter like what music you're playing. If there's like nothing you're getting back yeah. from it really. And you have to balance that out a little bit, but I think spreading and making like connections with people is going to keep them coming back. It's mean in the same way that a business would, um, which some people kind of have to think of their band a little more as a business sometimes than, than, which I think is another thing that is gets lost sometimes. If you're, you're trying to do something, you have to really take it seriously and commit to it. But, um, and I guess just making people aware that there is like live music is a, at least in Iowa is a really big thing that a lot of people yeah. just don't know there are bands at all. Like I've, I work with people that were like, Hey, I saw you in this music video. You guys ever play shows? I was like, yeah, all the time. They're like, I had no idea. I was like, yeah, now tell your friends, please do something. But, yeah. um, yeah, we're, we're in this era of like social media where it, you, it, 
we were back on the downstroke of mm-hmm. it where it was so great. It was such a great way to connect with people and spread messages. And now it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And like, yeah. there are still people that don't know we were getting that leading up to our Paramount show. We'd been promoting our Paramount theater show for three months, mm-hmm. nonstop. Right. Everybody like click, click this. And then the night of like, Oh, I didn't know. I just found out that you it sold out already. What the hell? Yeah. Like yep. it's almost impossible to reach people on a social media level anymore that yeah. it's going back to like personal you have connections. To talk to people. Yeah. Just like talk to people, message people. Yeah. Talk mm-hmm. to people, have real conversations with people in real life is like, yeah, a big thing that I, and actually the last like, couple of weeks I've made a point, um, which kind of ties back a lot of things we talked about, but taking breaks from social media or uh, like only using it in small spurts throughout the day has been a huge thing for both my depression. Cause like I'll just be on Twitter all the time and it can be a super, super negative place. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of it's like funny like memes and stuff, place. but like yeah. that might be the most negative of all those. Twitter is you think? hard on me. Yeah. yeah. Like just, uh, Facebook yeah. has the most like weird fights on it, Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah. but Twitter is just the most like intense, whether it's like funny or people just like normalize a lot of like, I'll just see like uh, actually a friend of mine, which I talked to them about was just like, literally just talked about like in a joking manner. It was like, kind of like hit me with a car, like stuff like that. And we're like, Hey man, just like, are you good? Like, <laughs> yeah. We should probably like yeah. talk about this in a more like serious way instead of just like tweeting about it. And eventually like you start and I've done a little bit myself where you like value like likes and stuff like that. Like it's, if, it's if terrible. It, and you can like social media in general is just a lot of comparing yourself, which especially, I mean, as people and as artists is like rough, <laughs> very, very rough yeah. to do. Cause you're only seeing these good sides or these like very niche parts of people's lives. And you assume that's like what the whole world is in every conversation you're going to have is like, and it's not productive at all. <laughs> so dude, and I've, I've, I've said it before. I'm so much happier without will, yeah. <laughs> in small spurts. I will forever tell people this just to make sure that it gets through. Like I've had people say, Oh man, you just, you just played the, you sold out the Paramount theater and, holy shit and you had these many people at uptown like mm-hmm. you're you're in oh my god you must be the happiest person in the world i'm like actually no i think i'm probably less happy mm-hmm. now than i than i was four years ago <laughs> because i'm i'm constantly trying to find what's next now like what's next and how do we how do we succeed beyond that yep. and what oh my god like why our video used to get three thousand views a week and now it's 2500 views a week like what's happening yeah. why is it and dude that's terrible there's a lot of pressure that comes with that yeah. growth, you yeah. know and becoming bigger and and doing all those things the pressure of keeping that up you can't let it fall back nope. and now you have to and you can't stay stagnant because that's nope. technically falling back as well yeah. yeah you have to be growing because if if you're not moving forward then you're moving backwards yep. yeah yeah i remember having I've, i talked with my mom Too about much. it actually and, and and a friend of mine and i actually ended up like crying a little bit because i was just like I, I didn't understand why i was taking it so harshly but like um this i mean both the tours i did with ghost key were like bigger venues i was doing a lot of stuff that i wanted to right. do but it didn't turn it didn't out feel the same right yeah i didn't feel the same i was like i and i remember seeing like an interview with trent Reznor from nine inch nails like a long time ago too like he won a grammy and he was like you think i'd be like happy today after this but i never took time out to like enjoy it or like understand and live the moment and i think as artists especially you get like you're always focused on the next thing and always. social media is only yeah. heightened that it's only heightened yep. that dude. You're and so, so right. like, like I got back from, yeah, it was like the first full us tour I've done. And like, I was so excited going into it and I got back and I was like, dude, like I'm, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, and uh, it was a lot of like talking out with people and like taking time to myself to like understand it and think about it, which I've, I just have to do it because you love, you have to remember why you're making music and why you're doing it in the first place is yeah. like the biggest thing. So very um, rarely are you going to have a steady high in music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've talked about it many times. Yep. You might have that one moment during the night mm-hmm. that was like pure fucking ecstasy. And like, yep. that's what you need. You need to focus on that. Like it's mm-hmm. not always going to be there. Yeah. It's not, I dude. I find myself looking, we just started the song and I'm looking down to see what the next song is on the set list. Mm-hmm. Yep fuck that yeah. yeah that is so stupid yeah. yeah and so i'm i'm trying to make a conscience effort uh this year of being better about that i'm gonna totally get off social media like in sp- and do little spurts like you yeah, were was talking about like it's terrible yeah like because i like i would be playing i mean i do it a lot on tour too because it's just a waste of time and stuff totally um but 
yeah, then I'd like get in the habit of it when I'm home. Like, like if I'm not with a guest at work, like I'll check my phone to see yeah. this or like do stuff like that all the time. And it, it's really like a waste of my time for the most part. Um, not that like, obviously social media is like a fun, it can be a fun and like productive thing, but yes. it really just takes a, it takes a toll like after a while. Um, especially yeah, when you're trying to create something or, or spread something, um, that you think has value in it but you see like other people that are just doing significantly better than you are. Yeah. So it's, there's one, there's iffy. one part of it that, or something I have to add to this because I think it'd be important only because, so I'd listen to another podcast. Do you guys know who uh, Jake Johnson is? He's for like new girl and all that. Oh um, yeah. Uh, he's an actor and he was talking about how like Twitter, especially and like, how you know he'd he'd do something he, like for us it would be music if he does a movie then somebody says they don't like it or whatnot and he's like i don't really give a shit i enjoy doing it mm-hmm. you know but the fact that somebody has the audacity to come along and and people just get to say on twitter like as much as they want and they just say that negative stuff yeah and that negative stuff like drags you down hits you a lot harder than even somebody saying something positive the, the flip side is yeah i didn't i don't think i really played too well tonight and some people come up to you and they say oh man that was amazing set but like it doesn't make you feel any better yeah it doesn't hit you as hard as like somebody saying negative shit you know yeah so it does it's like it's a it's a lot harder to fill your glass with that positivity than um Mm -hmm. uh than that negativity so it is man it can be a really really scary place yeah for that shit i had like a lot of conversations with ghost key and stuff too with um and austin i think did an interview about it with this organization called heart support but like it's really hard in the moment if you're fixated on something negative to like understand and appreciate the positives a lot of times mm-hmm. so if somebody comes out to you and tells you a good set but you're like some guy just like tore you down on the <laughs> internet like like you're gonna appreciate it but you might not fully like in the moment right. it's a lot easier to get fixated on like what you can't do or what somebody doesn't like than like everything that you've created which is more people that you're gonna interact with on day-to-day basis yeah. are gonna like tell you For they sure. hate you or that like yeah. you're awful <laughs> but like oh yeah it's yeah it's hard especially when you're like a perfectionist or like you really want people to like something. Well, of course. Yeah. We want everybody to like what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Like it's never going to happen. Yeah. It takes, it takes it down, down a peg. So I'm going yeah. to read you the latest. We, we keep track of, uh, we save all the mean things that people say on YouTube about us. I love that. Like mean tweet videos. <laughs> We've got a new one coming out. Listen to the one that this one, this one, literally someone took the time out of their day to write this about our singer Mason uh, yesterday. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this pussy? What the fuck is up with his hair? Is he wearing skinny jeans? So essentially, he's a basic bitch. Let me guess, he's also a vegan and Trump isn't his president. What a fucking homo. Jesus Christ. Holy like, crap. What, what is so wrong with Holy your life shit. that you have to take a, take yeah. a second like to, to be like, I need to make this known? Yeah. You know, and, and like that actually... it. It sort of bothers me, but also at the same time, it sort of makes me happy because it's like, man, this is ridiculous. You know, and yeah. I read that to Mason. He's like, hilarious. Yeah. I love <laughs> like, And I hope, I hope that's a true reaction. I hope yeah. he doesn't care. But like, the majority of this shit is about him like, and how much he fucking sucks. And like, yeah. that, that's terrible. Yeah. That's, yeah. I love uh, seeing people like when artists will like respond to that stuff yeah. and then all like 95% of people just backtrack immediately. Yeah. Like the band that we're playing with next month, Casey, like somebody on their video is like, this is the worst shit I've ever heard. Like <laughs> go die or something like that. And they just responded with like, a, they like compliment him. They're like, Hey That's man, what we do. I really like your eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Oh, thanks, man. I mean, I don't mean it's not awful. Look, just mean, not my <laughs> cup of tea. I was like, really? Because you told us to go die. You know, in a told us to go die. <laughs> <laughs> are, that's that's how we we. It, for yeah. anybody out there listening, like, don't ever engage in that mm-hmm. unless it's mm-hmm. positive. Like, kill yeah. them with kindness because yeah. there is nothing that you're going to get accomplished in your day by being yeah. negative. Back by to being it. negative right back to them. Yeah. Yep. Either ignore it or like <laughs> try to make the best. Or make of it, mean I guess. tweet videos out of it, like yeah. we do. Oh, that <laughs> too. There you go. That's really fun. Well, I think that's about all we got, man. Nick, I appreciate you coming out. I think it's uh, cool to to hear from you and like your experiences, how you're still going. And and um, I hope everybody checks out Avoid. I'm going to go listen to my vinyl when I get home. Hopefully it's there. Uh, check out Ghost Key. You guys going to be playing any shows around here? Um, none that Come have on. been announced, at least. I know we have a tour in July 
So I don't know what the routing officially is for that, but do you that feel could weird be coming that you here. don't know what's happening? It is like, weird. Yeah, where you used to know everything, and now yeah. you're just waiting. Again, another thing God, that's, that's, that's so a crazy. big change. I'm like the last one to find out stuff in Ghosty <laughs> now, and I was like the one that was either booking it or like first one. You were to the know keeper of the information, Ooh, and yeah, you're so I just went. Um, but yeah, as soon as there's something out, I'll definitely. <laughs> I'm sure I'll post about can, it immediately. Can everybody check out Avoiding Ghost Key on like Apple Music and Spotify yep. and stuff like that? All YouTube. that stuff. Yep. And then I'm putting out. I have a solo record coming out May 17th. Also, that's nice. like indie kind of stuff. So that'll yeah. be out on all those. Do you have as a well. Facebook page for that? Yep. Yeah, it's at Nick Booth Sounds on everything, um, or just Nick Booth on Facebook. But okay, if you want to type in the specific cool. link, so you don't find me. Right. <laughs> I won't add you or you can find me because I can message you too but (laughs) totally (laughs) whatever works what do you got going out AJ you got any plugs right now Uh, I just released some new stuff on uh, Wolf Den Wares that I'm pretty hyped on Uh, the new website is up and out and uh, uh, I'm pretty excited about that too that's been a, a long work in progress so uh, go check out the website and give me feedback, honestly. And uh, are you still taking orders for band merch and such? I am. I'm, I've got a couple of things, but I'll, I'll definitely put you onto the, uh, well, into Q. Into Q. Sure. Yep, into absolutely. Q. AJ printed the most successful merch item that Avoid ever sold. Is that right? <laughs> really? Yeah. Which one was it? Uh, we had like a hoodie that he printed oh, yeah. that would by far sold. What did you sell the hoodies for? Up in, uh, I think it was like uh, 25. We sold it for like as, wow. cheap as, as cheap as we could. Yeah, basically. right. Like, well, we'll make five bucks or something off of each one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, he gave us you pretty cheap. I, it was I, like 12 or 13 for him. So I was yeah, like, we can I, I gave you the best deal that I could. Yeah. And, but at the same time, it was like when I was like just getting like two color stuff and like I was like, all right, like it was kind of a mutual thing. Like, hey, thanks for letting me do this for you. Yes. And, and like, you guys are like, awesome. Learn how get, my, get my work into the public. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was. Not anymore. AJ's big time now. It's like, yeah. 50 bucks a shirt. Listen. Crazy, dude. You've heard of Kanye. No, <laughs> well, I think that's about it, man. We're going to we're gonna cue. We, we, brought, we brought the episode in on one of your tracks, but we always go out now on Gloria. Go St. Louis Blues. That's yes. our victory song. Uh, fine. <laughs> so like that's it. probably playing right now. Yeah. And we'll <laughs> say goodbye. Goodbye. Farewell. Peace. Break down. So careful not to show it. 